You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. This is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. It's presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, bunch of media gigs. CBS and Westwood One and the Eagles and Odyssey and, of course, a bunch of podcasts, which I thoroughly enjoy. Greg Cosell, phenomenal on today's Ross Tucker football podcast, previewing the AFC East this season. Highly recommend that you check that out. Even Money podcast yesterday, breaking down the NFL schedule inequities with Warren Sharp. Also excellent. Get on that. This show is halfway through a four-part series where we are diving into the rookie skill player rankings, primarily for best ball because I love best ball. DraftKings is where it's at for best ball and because it's more fun that way. But also just overall, today we're talking about the receivers. We did the quarterbacks. We did the running backs. This week, wide receivers. Next week, tight ends. Then June and July will be best ball palooza as well as getting a bunch of guests on the show as well. My co-host is the star of the show because he's the number one ranked fantasy analyst in the world over the last, I don't know, five years, 10 years. I got to look it up again. At FG underscore Dolan. Joe Dolan's his name. He is the fantasy gangster over at fantasypoints.com where you get a discount if you use the code 23FEAST to get their phenomenal, and I mean phenomenal, breakdowns and data for fantasy football season, which is here. I mean, best ball season's here, dynasty season's here, year-round, redraft will be here before you know it, and we got a lot of receivers to get to, Joe. So I'm going to throw it right at you, starting with Jackson Smith and Jigba. He was the first receiver to go off the board. There was a run on receivers in the early 20s. He went pick number 20 to the Seahawks. A lot of receivers there, Joe. I mean, there's only one ball. They got Lockett. They got, Lockett, they got Metcalf. What are you thinking about Jackson Smith and Jigba as a rookie? It's a little tough because um, you saw the Seahawks come out, re-sign Geno Smith. And – Gino's coming off a good year. You know, they had, they had Kenneth Walker, who was a run, and, and Pete's always going to run the ball. But they have Kenneth Walker coming off a 1,000-yard rookie season. And then they draft Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba in the first round. You're like, oh, snap. They're going to run 11 personnel. They're going to they're gonna throw the ball more than they have in years past, you know, because Pete trusts Geno Smith more than Pete has ever trusted Russell Wilson with a pass-heavy offense. And then, of course... Pete can't resist. In the second round, they go and pick Zach Charbonnet and blow up everything for fantasy football. I know we discussed that last week. So it makes Smith and Jigba a little bit of a difficult projection for me. His current ADP on on on, uh, um, on some best ball sites, let's put it that way, um, is in like the fifth and sixth round. 
it's a little juicy for me in this offense, but you can see a path to relevance. Tyler Lockett is going to be 31 in September. He's dealt with some nagging injuries over the past few years. I really think this is the Seahawks saying, Tyler Lockett's getting up there in age. We love him, but it might be time to pass the torch to the new kind of smaller receiver to go with DK Metcalf. Look, DK Metcalf and Lockett uh, accounted for 45% of Geno Smith's targets last year. There is really not a whole lot to go, but you do have to wonder if Jackson Smith and Jigba takes a little bit of the work away from Tyler Lockett as Tyler Lockett gets older. For me, Jackson Smith and Jigba, still a phenomenal dynasty prospect. I'm a, I'm struggling to rank him accurately uh, for best ball for, for redraft because I really don't think this is the best potential landing spot. Though I completely, I like the pick for Seattle. I just don't think this is the greatest landing spot for Jackson Smith and Jigba. I would say I have him well below markets in terms of in terms of ranking I have him at 86 overall which puts him ooh around the eighth round and I have him as my wide receiver 35 which is definitely uh definitely a uh a, a major difference from a lot of the markets you know I was surprised as well Joe by the Chargers taking Quentin Johnston from TCU I guess number one you know, I didn't think he'd be the number two wide receiver off the board. And then number two, I don't know. I mean, they already have a bigger body in Keenan Allen, a bigger body in Mike Williams. I think Johnson got more juice than those guys, but I, I kind of thought they might take a, a route runner like Addison or a speed guy like Flowers, but they like those big bodies for Herbert, evidently. Uh, Mike Williams missed four games last year. Um, Keenan Allen obviously dealt with injuries last year. He missed seven games last year. Keenan Allen, of course, was coming off five straight seasons in which he averaged over 100 catches a season. So is that a blip on the radar for Keenan Allen? Or is Keenan Allen, like we argued with Tyler Lockett, getting older? Keenan Allen just turned 31 and is coming off a hamstring injury. And they lacked some depth when those guys were out last year. So they wanted to help Justin Herbert out, no doubt about that. It's one of the pass-happiest teams in the league. The Chargers were second in pass attempts per game last year um, and second in pass rate, and that was before they brought in Kellen Moore to replace Joe Lombardi. Um, and Cowboys last year, second in offensive fantasy uh, points per game uh, and yards per game during Moore, uh, Moore's four-year run in Dallas. So that's over the last four years. Kellen Moore has orchestrated the number two offense in both points per game and yards per game behind only Kansas City. Dak Prescott's average depth of target never dipped below 7.7 yards in four years of Kellen Moore calling plays. Justin Herbert, who's got one of the biggest arms in the NFL, has yet to top 7.6 yards per uh, average depth of target in any of his seasons. This is going to be a more vertical passing attack, and I think they view Quentin Johnston as somebody who is going to help to unlock that vertical passing attack. Um, he's got the huge wingspan for contested catches. He had a massive vertical jump. He had a massive broad jump. He's a very, very explosive guy. Now, there were some inconsistencies at TCU, no doubt about that, but the Chargers believe the explosiveness of Quentin Johnston is going to help them 
unlock the downfield passing offense under Kellen Moore. But once again, a problem, just like with Jackson Smith and Jigba, he lands somewhere where there are two extremely good wide receivers already. And that means Quentin Johnston, for me, is a ninth-round prospect in redraft. You know, Joe, you and I were talking before uh, the show started, and I'm glad I didn't watch the Sixers game because I was at the Taylor Swift concert. I'm telling you right now, looking at the game time app, I could go to the Phillies game Friday night against the Cubs for $29. And actually, I could go for a lot less than that because with my code, you get $20 off. What? So you don't need to plan like months in advance. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code FEAST for $20 off your first purchase. This is the way to do it. Wait till it's only a day or two before the concert or the game or whatever. And then, of course, terms apply, but create an account, redeem code FEAST for $20 off. Download Game Time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. You can go to Post Malone. The Old Dominion's coming up in my hometown of Reading, which I love Old Dominion. So make sure you're getting on that code FEAST on the Game Time app. And you make sure, Joe, you're getting on the comments as it relates to Jordan Addison, who was the 23rd pick. Uh, actually, before we go to Addison, let's do Zay Flowers going 22nd to the Ravens. Yeah, Zay Flowers is a player uh, I really like, and I really like this for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they finally agreed to terms with Lamar Jackson before the draft, and they decide to help Zay Flowers, excuse me, help Lamar Jackson with Zay Flowers. Um, he's tiny. There's no doubt about it. 5'9", 182 pounds, but he had a 4'4", 240, and a massive broad jump. So this is an explosive athlete, but he's not just a downfield straight line athlete. He's one of the more polished route runners uh, in the entire class. He's an electric playmaker. The Ravens made an offensive coordinator switch to Todd Monken. Now, they signed Odell Beckham. I think there are valid questions as to what the heck Odell Beckham has left. We know Mark Andrews is the number one option here. We know Lamar Jackson loves uh, 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 Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is going in the third round for fantasy. Outside at wide receiver, we have a really good theoretical group for the Ravens. Last year, see, there's at least a difference. Last year, we knew their receiving core was crap. That's why I was drafting Rashad Bateman everywhere I could get my hands on him. But Rashad Bateman got hurt early in the season, and the jury is still out on to whether or not Rashad Bateman's a good player. Odell Beckham hasn't had uh, – uh, by the way, Odell Beckham, look at his his numbers. Most of his 100-yard games in his career came during the Obama administration, if it tells you how long it's been since Odell Beckham was an elite wide receiver. So in theory, Odell Beckham helps here, but we don't really know how much OBJ has left. So I actually think there is Zay Flowers going to be able to come in here and make an immediate impact. I like the player. I actually like the fit. You look at the Ravens and are like, oh, they're going to be run heavy, but I think they're going to air it out a little bit more with Todd Monken. I think they're going to let Lamar throw it a little bit more under the new offense with the new contract. He's got receivers now, in theory. I have Zay Flowers as my wide receiver 44, which is ahead of Quentin Johnston because I like the opportunity for Zay Flowers more. I'm just not sure. Well, I am sure. 
I know the Ravens aren't going to throw the ball as much as the Chargers are this year. But Zay Flowers, I actually like the opportunity, and I love him for Dynasty. I've been na- I nabbed him at 110 in two separate Dynasty drafts. I love that because I think there's an opportunity for him to come in and be the top wide receiver immediately. Mark Andrews is going to be the top target. But we're not really sure Rashad Bateman's good, and we're not really sure Odell Beckham has anything left. So Zay Flowers has an opportunity to come in here and be the top wide receiver for Lamar Jackson as a rookie. And that's why I kind of like this as a sneaky fantasy fit. Really curious to get your thoughts on Jordan Addison to the Vikings. Seems to me like he just kind of replaces Thielen, but we'll find out. Uh, I don't need to find out what I'll be drinking this weekend, Joe. It's Labatt Blue Light. It's delicious. When I'm watching anything, when I'm watching playoff hockey, playoff basketball, even I'm just watching my kids, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends, live life to the power of we, always enjoy responsibly beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Joe, Jordan Addison was the fourth of those four first-round picks. He's going to the Vikings where they moved on from Adam Thielen. I feel like there's a really good role right and ripe and ready for Addison. Fourth of the uh, first-round wide receivers, first of the wide receivers on my redraft board right now because it is a plug-and-play situation. 107 targets and 70 receptions. Adam Thielen alone vacates here. And Ross, we talk about it every single week during the season. I never know what to say about the Minnesota Vikings on a week-to-week basis because Mm -hmm. why? They're a narrow fantasy team. They get the ball to their guys, which is great for my analysis because I could just tell you, you start them all. And I think their belief is Jordan Addison is going to come in in week one. He is going to replace Adam Thielen. He is going to start, and he is going to plug right into their offense. Now, he is tiny. 5'11", 173 pounds. Ross, when's the last time you weighed 173 pounds? Ninth grade. Okay. Mine was a lot. My my playing weight in high school was 175. Um, I'm a little past that now. But uh, uh, yeah, so he's tiny, 5'11". I haven't been 5'11 in a while either. 44940. I've never run a 44940, but for somebody Jordan Addison's size, maybe a little bit of a concern, but he's a route technician. He doesn't have weaknesses on film with the exception of that side size. Justin Jefferson's the best receiver in the NFL. Justin Jefferson also draws double and bracket coverage. 
KJ Osborne's a predominant slot receiver. The only other guy they have here is Jalen Reger, and we know what he what what he is. Under Mike Zimmer, Mike Zimmer's final year, Minnesota was 18th in passing rate. In their first year under Kevin O'Connell, 64.4% was third in the NFL, and they were third in pass attempts per game. The difference here from the prime feeling years is it is pretty obvious that TJ Hawkinson, they want to be their number two target. We saw what TJ Hawkinson did down the stretch. Nonetheless, there is prime opportunity here for Jordan Addison to come in and and, uh, absorb over 100 targets right away. He might not be my dynasty wide receiver one from this class, but he is my redraft wide receiver one. I am comfortable drafting him in the sixth, seventh round. If you want to get a a little bit of jump on on the markets, when you start hearing the hype that's going to come out, they throw the ball a ton. They probably are going to move on from Dalvin Cook, which maybe gives them a little bit less incentive to run the football. I love the fit for Jordan Addison. I love the fit for fantasy. I think he is a viable wide receiver three for fantasy who you can draft as a wide receiver four or even wide receiver five. I'm not sure how much longer that lasts. Jonathan Mingo was the first receiver to go off the board in the second round, the eighth pick of the second round of the Carolina Panthers, the big boy from Ole Miss. Yeah, and I I love this because it's going to give Mingo a chance to develop with Bryce Young and become boys. And if I'm looking from a fantasy narrative street perspective, Bryce Young opened mini camps as the number two quarterback for the, oh, Andy Dalton's going to start for us. You know, Bryce Young, we're going to bring him along. BS, Bryce Young starting week one, barring disaster. But if they keep up this charade with Bryce Young working with the second team, in theory, he's going to be working with Jonathan Mingo a lot on the second team because the Panthers signed two veteran wide receivers this offseason in the aforementioned Adam Thielen and DJ Chark. We know Thielen's getting older. We know Chark has had his injury issues. Kind of like Baltimore, like a much lowercase version of Baltimore, there is an opportunity here for Jonathan Mingo with the fragile depth in front of him to emerge as potentially the number one wide receiver and the number one receiver on this team. And the fact that he's going to be working closely with a rookie quarterback is really enticing to me. By Scott Barrett's spork score, which is a comprehensive athletic score, he was at 97.3, which is off the charts. Brett Whitefield, we had him on the podcast, likened him. uh, uh, Unfortunately, Brett was like, this is going to get the helmet scouting kind of of, uh, review. But he kind of likened him to A.J. Brown and what he can do after the catch using his frame to, to, to keep defenders at bay. I think Jonathan Mingo is a really intriguing middle round wide receiver. I think you can get him kind of in the 60s at wide receiver. And he's got an opportunity. Maybe it's slim, but he's got an opportunity to lead his team in receiving. And we have seen second round wide receivers do it in the past. We saw a guy like A.J. Brown completely break out. So this is an opportunity for somebody uh, to come in here and make an immediate impact as an early second rounder. I love the fit for Jonathan Mingo at his current ADP. I will have him on a ton of best ball teams, and he is super easy to stack with Bryce Young as a QB2. I feel like everything about this fit for Jonathan Mingo, I was excited when the Panthers made this selection because he was a player I liked. And I was liking more and more as the process started to bear itself out. And I think he landed in a spot where he can make an immediate impact. 
Some of the other round two wide receivers, Joe, include Marvin Mims from Oklahoma going to the Denver Broncos, which is interesting. Rashi Rice yeah. from SMU going to the Chiefs, which I thought was interesting. And then Jaden Reed from Michigan State going to the Green Bay Packers. Think about which one of those you're highest on, Joe, as I make sure everyone knows that if they download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code Ross, new customers can make a $5 NBA bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with the code Ross. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. All right, those three guys I just gave you, Joe. Yeah. Is there a guy that jumps out to you of them? Oh, uh, yeah, Rasheed Rice. And it's going to be, well, he's attached to Patrick Mahomes. And the, the one thing that I will caution last year is we're all drafting Sky Moore. We're all excited to draft Sky Moore. We're all drafting Valdez Scantling. And everybody's drafting Juju Smith-Schuster, even though I wasn't. And everybody's sitting here saying, well, it's the Chiefs. It's Patrick Mahomes. You know, somebody's going to emerge here. Patrick Mahomes goes out, wins the MVP. Which of those wide receivers emerged as a consistent fantasy asset? None of them. None. Not a one. It was Travis Kelsey, and it was a bunch of guys who had some games here, some games there, but mostly were just frustrating options. Now, in best ball, you can deal with that a little bit easier. But in theory, if you were somebody who supported selecting Sky Moore in the 9th, 10th, 11th round of fantasy drafts last year, you should support the selection of Rasheed Rice in the 9th, 10th, 11th round of fantasy drafts this year. And once again, it is cheap to invest in this Chiefs passing game beyond Kelsey and Mahomes. Kelsey and Mahomes are coming off the board in the first two, three rounds of drafts. Kelsey, obviously a high first rounder. Mahomes often a second rounder. These wide receivers, Kadarius Toney, Sky Moore, Rasheed Rice, Valdis Gantling is, is last round type material right now. All of these guys are easy to invest in. So even though last year, Patrick Mahomes sits there and shows us, no, I can win MVP without favoring any of these wide receivers. I still think it's a worthwhile exercise to invest into those Chiefs wide receivers because they are not expensive. You can get Canarius Tony as your wide receiver four. You can get Rasheed Rice and Sky Moore as your wide receiver five and six. So I think you can argue that investing in these receivers just in case one does emerge is a smart strategy yet again because we know Patrick Mahomes is good. We know Patrick Mahomes wasn't supported by Tyreek Hill because he came out and won the MVP in his first season without Tyreek Hill. So we know that the the gate the play at quarterback is going to be there. The offensive design and the offensive play calling is going to be there with Andy Reid. So I think it's worthwhile to just keep the same strategy as last year and just say, you know, it didn't work out with Sky Moore. It didn't work out with Valdez Scantling. But my rationale behind it was correct. And if you don't want to draft Valdez Scantling anymore, fine. You don't want to draft Sky Moore anymore, fine. Maybe invest into Rasheed Rice, who the Chiefs drafted in the second round. It's a great situation. There's the fifth most vacated targets in the NFL here. There is a lot of opportunity for Rasheed Rice coming into Kansas City. What about Mims or Jaden Reed, Joe? Are you excited about either one of those guys? Um, 
if I if I had to say I was more excited about one for this year, it would be Mims, uh, simply because we've heard the the the, the trade rumors with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Um, I think both of them will be back. I'm not entirely certain. You know, those guys were getting consistently ranked before last year with the Russell Wilson hype. Those guys were getting consistently ranked in the first 60 picks for fantasy. Those guys were getting consistently ranked as one of the top wide receiver duos in the NFL. But when you're talking about some of those top wide receiver duos now, we do have to ask, what have either one of them ever done to really earn that distinction? Cortland Sutton had a 1,000-yard season with Drew Locke at quarterback, but that came way back in 2019. Cortland Sutton has scored four touchdowns in the last three seasons combined. Jerry Judy's had struggles with injuries. Jerry Judy's had struggles with drops. I think Marvin Mims is a really talented player who's immediately going to be their top deep threat. Um, I think this is obviously um, a death knell for K.J. Hamler's chances of breaking out in Denver. Mims is intriguing to me for only if Russell Wilson can actually get it together. Maybe we're optimistic with Sean Payton. I've actually been taking Russell Wilson as a quarterback too at times in fantasy drafts. And I think Sean Payton is going to have the power, if it's not going well, to pull the plug on Russell Wilson. So Marvin Mims is the most intriguing of the remainders uh, uh, for me there. Here's what I would tell you. If you're not following Joe on social media – you're really doing it wrong because there's not a better fantasy analyst out there that I'm aware of. Check him out at FG underscore Dolan. And in fact, go to his website, fantasypoints.com. Just make sure you use that code 23FEAST. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on social. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. Love those of you that spread the word via social media in any way. You get a great chance to be announced tomorrow on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast as the spread the word winner. Other than that, I'm stuffed. We're done. That was delicious. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.